uh, it's something like um, when you have a uh, education and if you do not, you say a little boy who do not behave good, usually the elderly or the teacher will ask, who is your mother? Uh, your mother is held responsible for, for, you know, for teaching, for uh, the values and everything. So Rhino Mama, for me, the name stands for a lot of things because uh, just like I remember when I was a kid, I always asked my mother, what is this? What is that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Rhinoplasty Podcast with me, Dr. Cameron McIntosh. We're in the month of August. We have, we have uh, the theme for the month is our international experts, and it's brought to us by Pentax Loops. You guys have seen those Pentax Loops. You have Pentax Loops, and then you have the rest. So thank you, Pentax, for enabling this month. My guest on today's show is someone I've been very excited to actually have on the Rhinoplasty Podcast because we, we've had interactions over the years, but I've never had the privilege of actually being in his country, all the way in Manila, in the Philippines. It's a real honor to have one of the sure, revolutionaries in rhinoplasty in Southeast Asia, Eduardo Yat. Ed, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, man, it's great to have you here. Um, and thank you for staying up so late at night to do the recording. So, yeah, being able to – we've got a great topic to talk about, about the difference between Asian, especially South East Asian noses and, and uh, like European Western noses. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit more about yourself to so the listeners around the world. Uh, are you, okay. how, how did you become this influential rhinoplasty surge? Yeah, uh, actually, rhinoplasty has been my passion since I was in residency years during my training in yeah, ENT, head and neck surgery. So I find the nose quite uh, nice. And it is actually a uh, gold mine. It's actually a gold mine in our uh, field, that which, uh, which I think there is uh, something in it that uh, we should explore. So, uh, so uh, this is how uh, my interest goes in. And um, I can see that a lot of our noses in this region are quite small and all of them wish to have a and better tip, a better bridge. And we have uh, the usual thing that is uh, done is just an implant that is placed inside and uh, it's an easy procedure, but the results are sometimes not so natural looking. So I gradually study uh, what's the best technique. So uh, I, I, I go around and, and see and uh, read um, more um, books. And of course, you have to do it. So I can see that uh, doing a structured uh, approach, rhinoplasty, wherein the tip is something permanent, something higher than usual and more natural looking. And that's the one that I would say gives the, the best longevity of the result. Mm -mm. And um, I, I, I found, uh, I, I, am, I am the founding president of an association. It's actually a, a social, uh, just a friendship group, started as a friends, friendship study interest group in rhinoplasty and facial aesthetic surgery. I call it FACES, stands for Facial Aesthetic Core of ENT Surgeons. So we are all ENT and we share... Uh, and exchange ideas and knowledge 
until uh, we come up to a, um, a, a better um, uh, way of uh, teaching our younger colleagues. And that's where we have this uh, annual rhinoplasty course, which we call it which we call it as Rhino Mama, which stands for Rhinoplasty Masterclass Manila. I so thought it was on. That's interesting because yes. Rhino Mama. I was thinking, are you a breast surgeon and a rhinoplasty surgeon at the same time? But it's I understand now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because uh, it's something like um, when you have a uh, education, and if you do not, you say a little boy who do not behave good, usually. The elderly or the teacher will ask, "Who is your mother? Uh, your mother is held responsible for for you know for teaching, for uh, the values and everything." So, Rhino Mama for me, the name stands for a lot of things because uh, just like I remember when I was a kid, I always ask my mother, "What is this? What is that?" So, Rhino Mama stands for something a basic education to teach the uh, colleagues the the uh, better way of doing rhinoplasty. It's held every year on the early quarter of the year. And this year we are having it uh, on early first week of March. And we only focus on Asian noses because uh, you can see our Asian, Southeast Asian noses has one of the smallest nose structure in the world. If you see one, you know he is from either from Philippines, from Indo Indonesia, Vietnam, and our noses are really small. The septum are weak. The tip is not projected. So everything has to be done so that aesthetic and functionally they are quite good looking. So actually later I will present a little uh, presentation wherein our surgery is exactly opposite of the European Western uh, noses. But then we have the same principle of uh, surgery. Um, we have the same principle actually, but it's the reverse, but we want to achieve the same, um, the contour and shadow and everything that makes the nose good. That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, Ed, whilst you pull that presentation up, another comment I had, I mean, one of the things that stands out for me is what a team player you are, you know? that um you go and you you design this rhino mama course it's fantastic you 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 have your smaller club of for faces but you are also heading up the the asian group in um the world rhinoplasty day two years ago uh, uh excuse me wow well, in the world the rhinoplasty day two years ago you were very uh, involved. yes 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 i remember that i have uh, world rhinoplasty day that was two years ago yeah, so uh, I get the uh, the best of the Southeast Asian people, and we try to get it together, and we try to to present something, uh, so that it would something be uh, I'm something uh, would say introductory to the whole world that uh, we exist. We exist, although this part of the world is really a small one. You will see the smallest nose in our region. So it's actually a mix. It's a mixed culture, mixed races. Uh, we have uh, Malay nose, we have the Chinese nose, we have the Indian nose. So it's uh, actually a mixed marriages, but eventually uh, all the structures are the same. A small septum, a small nose, weak septum, bulbous tip. So Brilliant. Okay, well, same. I'm looking forward to yeah. that, that presentation. 
I'm going to ask you this question whilst you bring up the presentation. Is what does Eddie Yap do when he's not doing rhinoplasty? What are you uh, doing when right you now. are away from work? What what are your interests out of rhinoplasty? Actually, I love to travel before the COVID days, whenever given a chance. Uh, but nowadays, um, for two years, three years, going three years, the COVID uh, scare and the unpredictability of the COVID. So I just stay at home most of the time, uh, just go to some important uh, errands, uh, malls, uh, but I seldom go out. Uh, yeah, I'm in my senior years already, so I uh, sort of, uh, I just lie low. I want everything simple. So uh, no, no, no traveling. And what is the situation the like in the Philippines with COVID at the moment? Uh, right now, everything is uh, stable and only a very few uh, isolated cases. It's quite, uh, I would say the, the situation is quite controlled. It's quite controlled, but we are still required to wear masks uh, in public. Okay, Ed, can you try and share your screen, please? Okay, thank you. And and what I'd like to remind you is whilst you are going to be sharing the screen, be mindful that we have many listeners who can't necessarily watch the YouTube feed but are listening on podcasts around the world. So you have to be quite descriptive when you're explaining your presentation. Thank you. Uh, so this is my presentation. Can you see it? Perfect. Okay. So I would like to discuss some major differences in rhinoplasty techniques in the Asian nose. This is a typical Southeast Asian nose when you see people like this. I'm sure in a few more years, because of mixed marriages, the, the uh, immigration and the global uh, uh, travel, you might see noses like this and be sure that they are from Southeast Asia. So you can see their nose are quite short, upturned, quite globular. You know, this is like a fusion of three mushrooms, bottom mushroom, the tip, the Ayla, they are all very globular. So we have to lengthen the nose. Later, I'll tell you the techniques. This is a typical Western nose. As you can see, the axis of the Ayla, it goes up this way. Well, this is a typical Southeast Asian nose. It's a low tip, a small nose, a weak septum, and doesn't have much of the anterior spine. These are actually the aim in Asian rhinoplasty. So exactly the opposite of uh, most West, uh, Western noses. We lengthen the nose, or we call it a counter-rotation. We do tip projection versus in Western rhinoplasty, uh, you, sometimes you have to deproject the tip. And we almost always, there is a dorsal augmentation and alar modification. I will discuss a little on the alar lift surgery because we also have a lot of hanging ala in our region and alar base plasty. So again, the scope in Asian rhinoplasty, lengthening the nose and tip projection can be achieved by the structured support from the septum 
and I'm referring to the septal extension graft. The dorsal augmentation is done at the last segment, one of the last segment after tip surgery. And then ailer modification, I do mostly also ailer lift surgery and ailer base surgery. Ailer lift is done at the first, is performed as the first step, while ailer base plasty is done as the last step. So firstly, the ailer lift I, via sail excision. I introduced my technique of sail excision. This is actually a irregular triangle removal of uh, tissue at the nasal vestibule area following the vestibular groove. We have this groove inside the nostril. Later, I'll show you a photo. So if your ailer rim base is already in its proper location, then you just remove a piece of triangle. Then that is the sail excision. But mostly our noses also has a low ailer rim base. So we have to extend a little triangle posteriorly. I called it the extended sail excision. So you just have to follow the groove and you just remove this tissue. This is actually an ellipse tissue, a full thickness removal. So essentially this will be lifted up because this is the widest dimension. So this is the sail excision. All right, this is the vestibular group. This is a triangle with the cephalic side, caudal side, and the base. The base, it is, um, just make sure you do not cross the nasal seal, the nasal floor. So leave around two millimeter from the nasal floor. Again, a picture as to where the groove is. So this is the triangle that you remove. It will give an ailer lift and it gives a, a nice ailer arc. Do not confuse that with the caudal margin of the lower lateral cartilage. So this is a picture of an extended sail excision that goes posterior and inferior. One thing nice here, this scar is hidden inside. So this is a final product of a Southeast Asian noses. Nose. This is a short nose, a retracted columella. So after a structured rhinoplasty, the tip comes up well. The the uh, the ala has a nice ailer arc, and then this uh, globular ala is now a ridge, and it shows a very nice lobule contour and shadow. And this is the bridge. It should be just enough, not too high. This is the front view, and this is the uh, Immediate post-op, you see, you can see the nice gull swing on flight and the nice contour here of the ailer, uh, ailer rim to the tip. Which sutures do you use inside for these? Um... Uh, I use, I use Vicryl 6.0. I use Vicryl 6.0. Now this one here, some, some uh, patients you will encounter a very thick ala. You see this part here, it's very thick. So sometimes I extend a little bit. The thickness here should equal the thickness here. All right. And then we just remove here. This is the groove. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's very clear that in all noses, there is a groove uh, just lateral in the uh, nostril area. So this is a full thickness cut.
And then the plane of dissection is the fat uh, just beneath the contralateral skin. You can see my finger here, making sure that I do not traverse the skin and just take it out. And then closure is just a running 6.0 Vicryl. Or you can use nylon 6.0. You have to remove if it's nylon. Now this one, Vicryl, they are quickly absorbed. And then sometimes you, I, I have to apply a little buttress suture and you see the rim is now slimmer versus the other side. Now the next procedure is the lengthening the nose or counter rotation and projecting the tip. All this can be done with the uh, septal extension graft. But most often, the structures are so small and we do exactly opposite of what the Western rhinoplasty are using for tip rotation. You have the lateral crural steel. Now we have the medial crural steel. So the tip, which is previously this one, the dome, the tip, now it is this one. So what I will do is I will project this part caudally and uh, forward, just like in this video. Okay, so I have to project it. It's actually at the inferior portion of the intermediate crura. So I pull this out to lengthen the nose and I use additional tip graft for the tip uh, definition. Now after the harvest of the central septum, I, you have to check the caudal strut and the dorsal strut. This patient has a strong strut system. The next patient is really weak as you can see. Now it is the priority of the surgery as we all know is to preserve at least 10 millimeters of dorsal and caudal strut. Even for small noses, it is still has to be 10 millimeters. So regarding septal extension graft, generally we have uh, here in our uh, side of the world, we either use a side-to-side -side septal extension graft or an end-to-end -end septal extension graft. Now, all these two requires a strong strut system. Otherwise, uh, everything might collapse. By the way, I always tell my patients that the best way to fix your nose and the best way for the framework surgery for your nose is to use rib cartilage. But uh, sometimes uh, they don't like that, the idea of getting a rib cartilage under general anesthesia. So I use a lot of other uh, cartilage material, mainly from the ear cartilage. So commonly what I use is a folded concal cartilage as to act as a retrofit or an extension of the septal extension graft like this. So this is a continuation from the posterior angle and goes out here. This will be where your new tip is. So the whole nose is now lengthened. So this is the axis. So this is a sample. I usually get a large piece of cartilage. And then this is a septum side to side, but apparently you can see this is very weak. So I attach a uh, concal cartilage to act as a retrofit support. The term retrofit, I used it because it's just like the one used in construction. 
wherein after uh, uh, construction, you have to strengthen it with another material externally. All right, so you have to apply sutures. And then you have to measure well, and then just score on the other side. And then the cartilage is folded in again. I love this uh, technique. And this somehow strengthened the whole, the whole uh, system of the septal extension graft. And this for sure will not buckle and will not deviate. And you can see the immediate counter-rotation and lengthening of the nose. Now we have a new material here in uh, Southeast Asia, in Asia in general. It's the polycaprolactone mesh. Polycaprolactone is actually a material that is used in, in some uh, 3D reconstruction of facial defects in facial bones uh, because it's, uh, it's, it is something absorbable and it allows tissue in growth and the mesh, the PCL, will gradually be absorbed by your body through hydrolysis in two to three years, depending on the bulk of the PCL. Now, we have PCL mesh here. It works very much like the MedPore, but then one thing nice here, this is absorbable. So for this, I use one, one uh, piece around, I would say this is about three and a half centimeter to about, uh, this is about uh, five mm. This is the extended spreader graft, just one side. This is strong enough. And then I use a septal extension graft. This is about 10 millimeters. And then the length is roughly around three and a half uh, centimeters. And then one side here is an extended button graft taken from the septum. And then I use a small bridge graft on the contralateral side. And this is the concal cartilage that I use to cover the PCL because I like the PCL after two years will be fully cartilage in its uh, structure because PCL allows tissue in growth. So this is the future dorsal strut. It is lengthened and the future caudal strut. So PCL used as extended spreader and an end-to-end -end septal extension graft. So after a septal harvest, you can see it's big, but then it's soft and flabby. The remaining septum strut is not that strong. So I decided to use PCL. The decision to use PCL in my case is an intraoperative decision. So I cut this into half and the other is, I cut it into another half and then I create a tunnel tunnel for the insertion of the extended spreader graft. This is inserted inside. And then I measure the other side as a caudal strut graft extended. The caudal strut graft, uh, the, rather the uh, caudal button graft uh, strengthens the caudal strut. And this is the end-to-end -end PCL mesh. As you can see, I, uh, it is covered by cartilage on the left side. But later, as you go along, you will see that I covered them a majority with ear cartilage. 
Now, covering them with ear cartilage will allow cartilage cells to grow in. And it is important that you do not allow the PCL to be just underneath the mucosa because it may extrude and erode the mucosa. So always put something between the PCL and the mucosa. I usually use cartilage. Cartilage, again, for two purposes, to allow cartilage cells to grow in and at the same time elevate the mucosa. This is a folded conchal cartilage that I will use to cover the caudal margin of the PCL. So imagine after two years, everything here, this is actually, this becomes the uh, a, a columnar strut, but this is actually a continuation of the caudal strut. And uh, dorsal strut is also uh, elongated like this. And this gives a nice tip projection and counter rotation. Okay, for dorsal augmentation, we have... For small augmentation, we can use conchal cartilage. For a bigger augmentation, we can use rib. But I usually reserve rib for uh, major repairs or patient with a depleted septum or patients with multiple surgery. Silicon is very popular here. And the EPTFE or Gore-Tex is quite popular too. Personally, I like EPTFE a lot. Uh, because it's more natural looking, it adheres to your bone and it is uh, uh, something um, that, that, uh, that do not, you, you, you won't have uh, calcification and um, uh, how do you call this? The uh, encapsulation. So the shrink wrap effect, rather shrink wrap effect. This is not seen in Gore-Tex. Now, uh, Gore-Tex can be uh, stuck. Gore-Tex sheets can be stuck. Use nylon sutures. Uh, why? Because if ever there is an infection and you take the Gore-Tex out, the two pieces of Gore-Tex will go out as one piece. So you can shape them accordingly. So this is... Uh, firstly, you, you, you have to fix the tip and then the Gore-Tex comes uh, in... Uh, in, in sheets, then you just uh, get around uh, 1.3 cm by about 5 cm. And then you have to contour it. Make sure that you are carving your Gore-Tex on top of a uh, chopping board. Never carve it on top of your drapes because your drapes has lint and it might carry infection. And then you have to shape it very well, the undersurface and the dorsal surface. Then you have to uh, make sure that it is subperiosteal so that it doesn't move. And then you have to check every now and then. So this is the patient uh, preoperatively. This is the patient postoperatively. Okay, so uh, we are able to achieve a, a, a good dorsum. Now, in patients wherein they need 4 millimeters or more to as much as 6 millimeters improvement in the height, we have preformed Gore-Tex in this part of the world. My technique in using that is I follow the contour of the normal width of our bridge. 
So the widest is actually at the area of the keystone, and then it narrows towards the uh, radix, and it narrows again, as you can see, the dorsal septum, it narrows again towards the anterior angle. And then I have a small lip on top, wherein I suture this on the dome of the lower lateral cartilage or on the septal extension graft. Okay, so on side view, so after a tip projection and tip counter rotation surgery, you have a big space here that needs to be augmented. So this is the EPTFE. It has to be precise to hug the undersurface up to the anterior angle, and it goes up, and it has to be a small uh, extension lip that I used to adhere and suture them to the uh, uh, dome. Now, one should know that even with septal extension graft, there is a, a small but not significant uh, drooping that may happen towards years. So my concept of suturing it to the dome is that when the tip droops down, you still have the nice uh, cartilage, nice tip projection that you have. And what happened also is the Gore-Tex the EPTFE will go down with the whole system as one unit, and it is really indeed more natural looking. So this is a preform implant. So this is the undersurface. This is where you attach to the dome. And then I carve this out because this is the portion where the lower lateral cartilage stays. And this is just at the top of the dorsal septum. And you can see this small lip there. Okay. So that lip is what I used to suture to the, to the uh, uh, septal extension graft. And then from here, you can put on your tip graft. So if ever, there will be a droop of the tip as time goes by. The whole system will still uh, will go down as a unit, and it's 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 really still a natural looking nose. Now regarding ALR modification, ALR base plus T is done at the last. This is quite easy to assess. Why? Because you have to make a separate estimate line of incision of the nasal seal and the nasal flare. So this is the flare, this is the seal. If you want to narrow the whole nose, make it good looking. You, My tip here is you just have to follow an imaginary line, following the foot plate, and this is where your seal, nasal seal is, a horizontal uh, piece of skin. Then just have to continue the, uh, the line as a marking, and then draw a parallel line. Okay, then include the whole seal, and then this is the flare. It goes halfway at the nasal seal. Okay, this is halfway. And if you would see this line here and this line here is in one line. This line again is parallel to the operating room table. So you just have to follow this. And after suturing, you have to check the symmetry. The first that you should suture is the nasal seal. And then gradually you go by half so that this car will be good looking. One tip here for a nice 
scar in the alar plasty is when you cut at the alar facial groove, leave half millimeter of skin attached. So this is this skin is going upward, and it is at the same plane of the al at the of the alar skin. And uh, scars are definitely good looking. So these are some sample patients. You you might see similar noses. Actually, my technique can be applied to any small nose that you might have encountered. So this is pre-op, this is post-op. There is a saying, a rhinoplasty brings out the beauty of the eyes. Patient indeed transformed. And you can see also the pre-maxilla, it is also improved. This is before and this is after. Another patient, you can see the hanging ala, the globular tip, globular ala, flaring. And this is uh, post-op. This is the tip. The nose is lengthened. The tip is still uh, lobular, but it has a nice projection. The ala is now, it has a nice rim. Ala rim and the ala lobule. Globule, it's not too round anymore. It's just a ridge and the ala uh, columella relationship is quite good looking. So in summary, Asian noses needs for the these four uh, this 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 for uh, aim in surgery so that your your uh, effect will be best. Lengthening the nose and tip projection by using a septal extension graft, a dorsal augmentation after the tip has been placed in its proper projection. And then finally, the ALAR modification. If there is hanging ALA, do it at the first uh, step. Why? This is for you to be able to manipulate the whole uh, tip and the ALA. And then the ALAR-based plasty is done at the last. But almost always, sometimes uh, when the tip is already projected, you may go away. You may not do ALAR-based plasty anymore. So uh, this is uh, just my short presentation, and uh, I hope you learned something. <laughs> this is... Uh, Ed, uh, yes. Yeah. That was fabulous. Okay, two things. Firstly, you clearly have a gift for teaching. Thank you. Secondly, when, when you said at the start of, the, of, of our podcast, you're talking about that there's gold in the nose. Those were golden things you short, short, you shared with us. I want to tell the people who are listening and not watch, please get onto the YouTube and watch this presentation. It's, a, it's outstanding. It's possibly the best presentation I've ever seen to understand the difference techniques in terms of approaching a Southeast Asian or an Asian nose and a, and a Western nose. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you too for... Thank you too for this uh, nice invitation. I'm I'm honored. I'm quite honored. No, it's 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 our honor to have you. So, Ed, from uh, on behalf of the listeners around the world, and uh, from myself personally, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you for staying up past midnight, thank and thank you for sharing that. And I I really hope and wish you all the best for what you're doing in in southeast asia I, I would love to come into the rhino mama i mean it's a long way from south africa but for the listeners who in that area make every effort to get there i mean if this is just a little taste of what you're going to learn do whatever you can to get to rhino mama it's worth going so thank you thank Ed. you thank you thank you Cam. 
my last thanks is again to Pentax Loop to enable this this series that we're busy with. Thank you so much. Um, if you need really good quality loops, yeah, look nowhere else. So thank you for listening and we'll see you guys all again next week. Thank <laughs> you.